Psalm 46, for the director of music of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sisters and brothers in our Lord Jesus Christ, Psalm 46 is perhaps one of the better known psalms in Scripture especially the refrain in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. The beauty of this psalm is that it paints for us two pictures, one that reflects the reality of our experience in life on this earth, and one that paints a picture for us of the enduring peace and rest that is found in the kingdom of God. And I find that this psalm is at once both comforting and disturbing. On the one hand, this psalm paints with dramatic imagery the day-to-day chaos that we see in the world, in our lives on this earth. Mountains fall into the heart of the sea, waters roar and foam as mountains quake, nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall, the earth melts. And in the midst of this chaos, the psalmist proclaims this statement of faith that God is our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in times of trouble. We will not fear. We will not fear. And the psalmist paints for us this picture of the new Jerusalem, the city of God. There is a river whose waters bring happiness to God's city. A set-apart place, a holy place, where the Most High lives. And this God, the Most High God, the Lord Almighty, this God is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. 
In the midst of the chaos of this world, God is our fortress. In the chaos of this world where kingdoms and powers and principalities fight and maneuver and rise and fall, the kingdom of God is a stronghold, a fortress. It endures forever. There is profound comfort in this psalm. But there is also something deeply disturbing. As we turn to the second half of this psalm, verses 8 through 10, including the powerful, well-known verse, Be still and know, we find that this picture of the kingdom of heaven isn't some escapist reality. As though in spite of the chaos going on in this world, we can just meditate on God and find peace in our hearts. Be above it all. In the psalmist's imaginative poetry, the kingdom of God is not some passive thing. The kingdom of God confronts the powers of this world. Come and see what the Lord has done, the psalmist proclaims. The devastation, the desolation he has brought on the earth. And what is this devastating thing that God has done? The defeat of war, this ultimate weapon of the powers of this world. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. And God says in the face of this destruction, this violence, this annihilation, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. We do not have to look far to see the chaos that the psalmist describes. We turn on our televisions, open our newspapers, scroll through our news feeds, and we are struck by example after example of chaos as the powers of this world jockey for control. Protests around the world in Hong Kong, Chile, Haiti, Lebanon, Brexit, rumors of Wexit. War rages on in Syria and Afghanistan, in Iraq and the Congo. Political dissatisfaction and unrest in the United States and in our own country as people feel increasingly polarized and marginalized by those in power. Environmental degradation and climate change make it easy for us to imagine what the psalmist might mean when he says, the earth gives way and mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. The earth melts. Even in our own lives, we feel the threat of the chaos of this world. The hustle and bustle of our lives, the busyness demanded by our schedule, the relentless soul-crushing march of the calendar. We cannot stop. We cannot rest. We waste away our youth pursuing wealth, and then we waste away our wealth, our wealth trying to 
buy back our youth. What did I say? <laughs> our Yelp? Oh dear. We spend our lives building our personal kingdoms where we can live in security and prosperity. And for what? All of it is meaningless, we read in the book of Ecclesiastes. Meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from their labor at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go and the earth rolls along. The sun rises and sets and hurries back to where it rose. The wind blows this way and that way and this way again, round and round it goes. All the rivers flow into the sea and the sea is never full because the waters return to the springs from which they came. No one remembers what came before and even we will be forgotten by those who come after us. People waste away their lives in toilsome labor and then they leave all that they own to another who has not worked for it. What do people get? What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they toil under the sun? All their days, their work is grief and pain. At night, their minds do not rest. And all of it is meaningless. The word of the Lord. And yet the powers of this world urge us on to more and more. Work harder, work harder, work harder. In the interest of stability, we build walls and set watches. In the interest of the economy, we spend our lives accumulating more and more stuff that we're going to throw away. In the interest of security and peace, we drop bombs and send our children off to die in war. And into this meaningless chaos, this meaningless labor, this meaningless toil, this meaningless busyness that commands our lives. In the chaos of the kingdoms of this world, in the chaos of our own little kingdoms, in the face of the machinations of war and the violence of greed, in the face of the meaningless toil that never ends, the Lord cries out with a voice that melts the earth, that disarms the kingdoms of this world and leaves us speechless in awe. In the face of this relentless chaos, the Lord cries out with a voice that shakes the heavens, be still. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Sisters and brothers, I can think of no practice, no work 
no Christian discipline that is more of a threat to the powers of this world than the practice of Sabbath. The discipline of taking regular time to do nothing at all. To do nothing at all. To waste our time because we trust in our King. It makes a mockery of the powers of this world. In a world of chaos and busyness, of environmental and political and social corruption, in the face of the myth of economic growth and prosperity and security, to take time to do nothing but rest in the promises of God is a protest against the lie that if we only work hard enough, we can earn and create our own safety and security and salvation. In Psalm 46, our God invites us to remember that in spite of the chaos of this world, there is only one who is sovereign, only one who is in control. The Lord Almighty, the God of Jacob, the Most High, He is the one in whom we place our hope. And to demonstrate that hope, that faith, that trust, He asks us simply to rest. To rest. To be still. To take comfort in His strength to find peace in his kingdom, to put our trust in him and him alone. Paul, you have kind of a life verse, which I read today that I also preached on at your wedding, which was a joy. Preaching on do not worry at a wedding is like, that's awesome. Do not worry, our Lord says in Matthew 6. Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble. Each day has enough chaos of its own. People of God, this is the great promise of the gospel. The promise that Waylon will find rest in. That we are all invited to find rest in. That God is king over all the earth. That he has already won the victory. Not by perpetuating the violence and chaos of this world. But by absorbing sin and death into his own flesh. And taking on 
the punishment that we deserve. God does not win the victory by spilling the blood of his enemies, but by spilling his own blood to wash away the sins of the whole world. This is our victory. This is our hope. This is our peace in which we find rest. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. These are the words of our King, the Lord Almighty, who is with us, the God of Jacob, who is our fortress. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and all God's people said, Lord our God, it's so hard for us to rest. There are so many things to do. It seems like our lives are so fragile that if we let down our guard even for a moment everything that we've worked for could be wiped away meaningless it is not easy for us to put our trust in you. It is not easy for us to rest in you. We don't pretend that it is. Instead, O oh Lord, we pray. We pray. We pray for the presence of your spirit in our lives to calm our hearts and bring us comfort. We pray for strength that we may stand firm when the chaos of this world threatens to overwhelm us. That we may stand firm not by our own strength because we do not have it. but in the strength of your promises, in the strength of your covenant, in the strength of the victory that you have already won for us by the blood of Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid.
Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. We will not fear. For you are our King. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray.